Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you folks? Hope you're keeping rightly out there in podcast land. And yeah, normal service is now fully resumed following last week's podcast, which was uh, it was an experience to say the least. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've had mixed reviews from last week's podcast. We got some positive and some negative and uh, I'm no doubt we'll get into that in this week's pod. But first of all, by way of introduction, we are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, you're welcome. We've got a huge back catalogue of all sorts of stuff that we've... I don't think there's anything in the piping scene that we haven't talked about at this stage. So definitely consider going back through our back catalogue. There's something there for everyone, for sure. And like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. Patreon, where you can be part of our Patreon faithful by clicking on support and getting your mitts on loads of extra content. And can I just say that our Patreon faithful have been really well treated at the Klaus Kell concert. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say. And uh, yeah, for you folks over there in Patreon, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, there's a serious amount of extra content back there from the Klaus Kelt gig of us hanging out backstage with exclusive kind of stuff. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. But yeah, there's never been a better time to support the show on Patreon because there's loads of great piping content back there from the Klaus Kelt show. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, shout out to our Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome. Keeping the wheels turning here at the Big Rab Show. You are Brilliant. Thank you so much for your support. Alrighty. Now, with each and every Big Rap Show pod, like I said, normal service has been resumed. So we do have Weekly Drone for you this week. Of course, Word of the Week. And we're kicking off this week's show with Listener Mail. Listener Mail! It's been a wee while since we've had some listener mail. It's been a little bit quiet, but uh, we've got an email here from Douglas Gardner, the president of the Eagle Pipers Society. Yeah, so thank you, Douglas, for emailing us in. It says, Dear Rab, I hope you're well. I've been really enjoying your videos from the Klaus Kelt concert. It's great to hear pipe bands performing live again. And yes, I have to completely agree. He said he wonders, could I give a mention to the Eagle Pipers Society uh, as they've put out the announcement in recent days about the upcoming Captain John a McClellan MBE Memorial Dinner and Recital Competition. The date has now been confirmed for it. It's Friday the 26th of August. It's going to be in the Caledonian Hotel in Edinburgh and dress code is black tie. For further details and tickets as well as the competitors and all of that, it'll all be announced in due course. So all of that information will be on the Eagle Piper Society social media. This event is honestly one of the pretty prestigious piping solo events uh, that I'm aware of and former winners of this competition actually include Angus McCall, Ian Spears, Faye Henderson and Glenn Brown. 
So, yeah, I have to give a shout-out to the William Grant Foundation, who helped fund the event. And, uh, yeah, it's just awesome to see that they're being able to open their doors again on the 26th of August. So, the Caledonian Hotel in Edinburgh is the venue. And, uh, yeah, you can get your glad rags on and head to that. So, like I said, ticket information and as well as the lineup and everything will be confirmed closer to the time. So, yeah, shout-out to Douglas and thank you so much for your email letting us know about this announcement. And, uh, yeah, more than happy to share that with our listeners. Indeed. So, yes, as we hear more information about the lineup, the ticket information, blah, 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 all that stuff, we'll definitely let you guys know. But, yes, keep your eyes peeled on the Eagle Piper Society uh, social media. Well, they'll be dropping announcements as they get closer to the event. Exciting stuff. And if you guys have any emails or comments or announcements yourselves that you would like to share with us, of course, our email address, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address, again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you are. I hope that makes perfect sense to you. Now, (laughs) yeah, as we start off each show with listener mail, we move on from there to our next segment, which is, of course, it's time for Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Permission. Yes, quite an unusual Word of the Week this week, permissions. And you may wonder to yourself, well, why? That's a bit of an odd choice. But permissions is kind of where we are at the moment with the Big Rab Show. As you guys know, we've been furiously developing an upcoming venture called Big Rab Show TV, where we are hoping to up our game as far as live streaming is concerned. And yeah, we had it in listener mail there that we did provide videos and content from the Klaus Kelt concert there recently in the Marketplace Theatre. Well, as you can imagine, we are in the process of sorting out permissions and there's been a lot of correspondence backwards and forwards between ourselves and the RSPBA and headquarters to try and sort out whether we can actually produce any live streamed content at all from our upcoming season. I'm very happy to announce that, yes, we do finally now have permission. We are allowed to live stream from competitions this incoming season, according to headquarters. I <laughs> could just about talk. Uh, so, yes, we don't have any special sort of accesses or nothing like that, but we do have permission uh, to point a camera at a band and present it to you folks around the globe, which is very positive information, uh, which I hope that a lot of people would appreciate because there's a serious amount of work went into that, but there you go. Uh, but also, uh, whenever we're talking about the Klaus Kelt concert as well, we had to arrange ahead of time uh, specific permissions from all of the acts involved in the concert. Now, that includes the dancers, the drum majors, all of the bands themselves. We also had to seek specific permission from the venue, who had a very strict no-filming policy. And uh, that was quite a hurdle to overcome as well. So, yes, we did have all of our permissions in place to provide all of that content. So thank you again to Klaus Band for having us there and for giving us all of those permissions and stuff in place uh, so that we could point a camera at the concert and, yeah, provide you guys with those videos. If you didn't manage to catch the videos and whatnot from the Klaus concert, then do yourself a favour, go over there. To your YouTube channel, we have uploaded all sorts of clips of all the performances and that, and definitely worth checking out. Uh, But there's one thing I have to say about permissions, is that we seem to be one of the very few online sources that actually look for it. 
uh, we, you know, we contact the artists themselves and ask them, is it okay if we film your performance? And we also contact, you know, competition organizers and venues. Is, is it okay if we bring cameras along and film what's happening? But we do know of, there's a, well, not a rogue element, that's the wrong wording, uh, but there are, you know, sources out there on social media who kind of work best on, you know, film it now and better to apologize for it later than to ask for permission now kind of thing. So, yeah, unfortunately, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we may be going about it more officially and asking for permissions for filming and recording and such and uh that's where we are at the moment. Now, we're not criticizing these outlets at all. You know, I don't think they're in any trouble at, at all or, you know, I don't think any less of them for doing so. But I have to say that in case we are delaying the release of certain content, it is for that reason. Uh, we did get a number of questions from folks saying, why weren't you live streaming from the Klaus Kelt gig? Uh, well, for two reasons. Number one was permissions, as we're talking about. Uh, live streaming from concerts, we don't normally provide that uh, because people are paying for a ticket to sit in an auditorium to see a show. As for a competition, that's different. We do provide that for people who can't actually physically be there. And that's, yeah, I know it's a bit of a grey area for people. and We've debated that on the show here before as well. Uh, but for a second reason is, well, I was on stage. I was compare on the night. And I couldn't very well be holding and pointing a camera at myself as I was up there announcing all the acts and everything. So, yeah, there you go. Quite an experience. And, yeah, I couldn't live stream it at the same time. So there you go. So, yes, we did film all sorts of great clips and stuff that we have up on our YouTube channel now. Uh, Yes, there was a bit of a delay getting them all put up there. Uh, But that is for all very good reasons around permissions and all of that. And, uh, yeah, there's... A lot of moving parts behind the scenes. Uh, Let's just say that it was awesome to be able to capture that event in the first place and bring you the incredible content from the Klaus Kelt gig. I hope you guys managed to enjoy it too. Uh, I think going by the amount of folk that were commenting, including our emails there as well, saying that, yeah, it was just good to see bands playing again. So fantastic to see. So by way of a shameless plug for our YouTube channel, Go and check it out. We did have full permission from all of the acts, the artists, the venues, all of that sort of stuff. So there shouldn't really yeah, be any issue there, I suppose. So if anyone does have a query, we did have permissions. So there you are. That's this week's Word of the Week is permissions. And thankfully now, we're heading into this incoming season uh, with permission under our belt. So we are very happy about that. And that's where we are right now uh, at the very beginning of April. And in a few weeks' time... Yeah, it's hard to believe in a few weeks' time we'll be heading for our first major championship in the season. And, yeah, hitting record on our cameras. And I cannot wait, boy. Woo! Oh, it's going to be so good. Alrighty. Well, after word of the week, I'm sure that'll rise to some debate, no doubt. Uh, But, yeah, whenever we have debate on the show, some people don't like dropping in their commentary and stuff. Because, of course, it has their name and that has repercussions, I'm sure, in the piping scene. Because it's a small piping world where everyone knows everyone. Well, if you do want to provide us with your commentary completely anonymous and warts and all without any names, then Weekly Drone is where it's at. And we've got a couple of Weekly Drones for you this week. Now, if you are wanting to submit your own, you can go to thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. There's a big button right at the top of our website and Weekly Drone. You can give us your stories there, your thoughts, your feelings on anything we talk about here in the show, including our word of the week. 
Indeed. All right, let's get into Weekly Drone then this week. We have a couple for you, actually, because we're playing catch-up now, I suppose. So, shout-out to a good friend of the show, Mr. JD. And, uh, yeah, JD, what's our first Weekly Drone this week, mate? It's the Weekly Drone. Hello, Rab. I was listening to your podcast and felt compelled to clarify a bit about travel money. Most if not all games, provide some travel money to participating bands, but there are a couple things to know. First, how much travel money a band gets depends on how far they travel. Bands that travel 100 miles or more to a contest get more money than a band that travels less than 100 miles. Some games will try to put extra travel money in the kitty as an incentive for bands to come compete. Second, Travel money is rarely more than $150 or $200 per band. When you consider 15 or 20 musicians traveling anywhere from 50 to 500 miles to compete, that $200 doesn't go very far. Most bands work hard to secure paying gigs and do other fundraising year-round to get the money to reimburse band members for some travel expenses. In most cases, though, many of us still end up paying a nice bit of our own expenses out of pocket. Regardless, every little bit helps, and I think all of us in bands here in the States are grateful for any help our associations and games can provide. I just don't want you or your listeners to get the wrong idea about how much travel money is out there. Ah, yes, this does harken back to a few episodes ago now where we were talking about prize money and such uh, for bands at competitions. And that did raise a debate at the time about the prize money and then people were saying, well, it should be better or at least that they should help with possible travel expenses. And as you've just heard there, that the travel money as well, it's not extortionate. It's not huge amounts that are dished out here in the United States, and it does depend on how far bands have to travel and such. So, quite an interesting topic there, and I do know that it's something that you know here in the UK specifically that our, so- our associations don't really do. They don't really help out with travel costs and such. So, yeah, but certainly in the United States, it is something that happens, and there is various different things at play there before it gets dished out so yeah if i did give the listeners a bit of a a bad steer i doubt we can put this down to something that stop that rap got drunk indeed yeah <laughs> so thank you weekly drawer for clarifying that for us i really appreciate it thank you it's always good to know when it's stuff that rap got wrong you know anyway uh right moving on we do have another one don't we Yeah, we do. We have a second weekly drone to unpack. Uh, So, JD, what's our second weekly drone for this week? It's the weekly drone. Thank you, Rab. Greatest episode ever. Alas, no weekly drone, nor a word of the week. That may be a disappointment. However, the podcast redeemed itself with amazing pipe band content. Warning, Field Marshal, slot, don't take your eyes off the rearview mirror, Kloskelt is on your tail. Thank you, Rab and crew. (laughs) 
Yes, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Klaus Kelt sounded fantastic at their concert. Seriously, and I, if anything, I have to be honest. I don't think the recordings did them justice. You know. There's nothing quite like hearing that music firsthand. I think I did wrap that up on the end of last week's pod saying, you know, hearing the music firsthand, it's almost an emotional experience. And hearing a grade one band thumping out tunes like what Klaus Kelt were doing that night was just amazing. And yeah, best episode ever of the pod? I don't know, but hey, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, If anything, that'll spark a debate right there among folks saying, was it the best episode ever? Well, some people might disagree. We did get uh, quite a lot of criticism from folks as well saying, ah, Rab, there was no news or updates. There was no, you know, there was gig announcements through the week there. Bands were playing at different things and, you know, you didn't talk about them. And uh, yeah, I took full responsibility for that. Yes, there was news and updates that dropped last week that we didn't cover because we were concentrating solely at the Klaus Kelt gig. Sometimes that happens, though, you know. We have been telling you for weeks that we were going to the Klaus Kelt concert and that we would be bringing you material from such. And I guess some people just weren't happy with that. So, hi, I guess we just can't please everyone. But for those who did enjoy the music, thank you. Uh, there was a lot of people, actually, including our weekly droner there, who did get in contact with us to say thank you uh, for recording and capturing all that we managed to. And, uh, yeah, bringing all of that music to the pod. Yes, last week's pod was very music-heavy, uh, but... Yeah, I think yeah, it was needed. You know, because it's been a long time since we've been able to hear the music. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that was kind of the focus. I wanted to bring the music back, I suppose, in some way. You've been listening to me waffling on now for a couple of years. It's time to hand over to the musicians and let them do their thing, you know? So, uh, yeah, I hope that, yeah, that wasn't too self-indulgent and that it gives a bit of an explanation as to why there was so much music on last week's pod. It was there for a very good purpose. It was there to remind people of, yeah, just the music. You know what I mean? So, yeah, thank you, Weekly Droner. Uh, thank you to both Weekly Droners this week. And, uh, yeah, if you do want to submit your own Weekly Drone, don't forget, yes, BigRabShow.com and the big button right at the top of the page. Yeah, you guessed it. It's up there. Weekly Drone, just click on it, and it's completely anonymous, and that's where you can drop us all your thoughts and feelings. Warts and all. Okay. Right, let's get into all the news and updates. Uh, but before we do, I have to give a special mention on the show to Stephen Beers, uh, who was our camera guy at the Klaus Kelt gig. Um, he's a brand new team member, I suppose, helping us out with Rab Show TV. In fact, so brand new cameraman Stephen Beers, who helped us out there at the Klaus Kelt gig, just wanted to give him a special mention on this week's pod to say that he was an absolute legend. Yeah, he spent his concert working and filming rather than sitting and enjoying the show. So thank you, Stephen. You're a legend. And no doubt we'll have a lot more camera work from Stephen running forward. Uh, so there you are. Brand new cameraman in the Rab Show team. Awesome. All right. Okay. Yes. All right. It's time to get the news and updates in then, shall we? <laughs> Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration. 
proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. Ah, yes. Time for all the news and updates on this week's podcast on the 6th of April, indeed. Now, I have to say that on the 1st of April, uh, just last week, uh, there was quite a number of news stories and that announced uh, by a lot of different sources, uh, but thankfully a good lot of them were April Fools. Uh, we did share some of them because, yeah, they were quite funny, to be honest, uh, but yeah, some people didn't see them as uh, April Fools, and we did get a number of messages Especially about the article that was published on PipesDrums.com about doing kilt length checks and stuff and that there would be fines if the wrong length of kilt was worn. Yeah, uh, some people actually took that seriously. But yes, it definitely was an April Fool. And uh, yeah, there was quite a number of April Fools played by uh, a lot of different sources online. So it was a lot of fun, actually. And yes, for those asking, April Fools was indeed my birthday. And... uh <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't an April Fool's. I was another year older. Uh, so, yeah, took the day off, spent it with the family, had a great old birthday while everyone else was mucking about playing pranks on each other. It was great fun. So, yes, happy birthday, me. And, uh, yeah, I'm more fooled you guys if you did fall for some of the April Fool's that were announced as actual news stories. Um, yeah, I we just spent some time explaining all their sources and saying, well, no, they're having a laugh. It's April Fool's. So there you go. All right, let's get into some actual news then, shall we? Well, first of all, I have to say, on the date that we're recording this, on the 6th of April, today is the closing day for entries for the first major championship in the, in the calendar, which is the British Pipe Band Championship in Inverclyde, which will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. And uh, in case you're listening to this podcast right now, and then you're realizing that your paperwork isn't in, oof. Well, you could be out of time. So, yeah, today is the deadline to get your entries in for the British Championships, the first major in the calendar. And, uh, yeah, for those wondering then, well, as soon as the closing date happens on, well, tonight at the 6th of April, the draw for the upcoming championship, the British, will be taking place on Wednesday the 13th of April. Now, this is for all grades. And, uh, yeah, apparently the draw for Grade 1 Medley and Grade 2 MSR will take place online on the day on the competition. So people have been asking about that. So, yeah, they will cho- choose and announce their sets and all the rest on the line on the day. Uh, but as for the actual draw of the competition itself, will be taking place on Wednesday the 13th of April. And, uh, yeah, that's when it will all shake down, folks. That's going to be an incredibly interesting day. Because we'll find out just how many bands will be hitting the grass for our first major. And that's going to be a talking point in itself. There's been so much speculation about many bands not being able to field a competitive band this incoming season. So, yeah, I guess we'll see when the draw takes place on the 13th of April just how many bands we'll have in each grade for our first major. So, 
We'll have to wait and see. But deadline is today to get your paperwork in. So if you're listening to my voice and going, "Uh uh-oh, I don't think we've put our entries in, uh, well, you may be out of luck. (laughs) But yeah, the draw itself will take place on Wednesday the 13th at 11 o'clock in the morning. And yeah, we'll be glued, waiting to find that out. And no doubt we'll be bringing you guys the details on next week's podcast, for sure. Alrighty. Speaking of majors and upcoming competitions and such, the RSPBA themselves actually announced all of their judges and their allocations for this incoming season and all of the major competitions. So if you do want to read the hashtag list of who's judging what, you can go to the RSPBA website now and check it out. So, yeah, each grade is listed and each judge is listed as well. But, of course, the number one question on everyone's lips is who's judging the big one? Who's judging the worlds? Well... There, of course, the world is going to be split over two days as always, the Friday and the Saturday. So starting with the Friday at Grade 1 medley, we have Morris Rhodes and Bob Worrell are both piping judges. We have Alec Duncan as well and Drummond and Tom Brown for Ensemble. And on the Saturday then for a Grade 1 medley, we have Robert Shaw, Peter Hunt on piping. We have Stuart Collis and Drummond and Jim Baxter then for Ensemble. That's your medley competition. For your MSR competition then on the Friday, we have Jim Mark, Ken Eller on piping. We have Duncan Miller on drumming. We have Arnold, Alan Ronaldson on ensemble. I could just about talk. And that's your Friday MSR. On Saturday MSR, we have Ross Walker, Cameron Edgar for piping. And we have Lee Innes for drumming and Jennifer Hutchinson on ensemble. There you are. Now, if anything, this is kind of an interesting year because 2022 will be the last year where judges Eller and Ronaldson will actually be eligible to judge because after which they'll be over the age of 75. Sorry to give your ages out, folks. Uh, but yeah, they will age out. As, uh, you know, According to the association's rule, uh, the judges cannot be 76 years old or older. Yeah. So also, it's interesting to see the Bob Worlds back behind the clipboard again, judging the medley competition on the Friday for piping, uh, which is awesome. Uh, but has, yeah, it's put a bit of speculation out there. Will Bob Worrell be doing the Voice of the Worlds on the Saturday on the BBC live stream? And yeah, that, that normally takes place on the Saturday, as far as I'm aware. So Bob is quite free to go and judge on the Friday, which is the day before. Um, so. There you are, but I am just speculating. There hasn't been anything confirmed, of course, uh, but there has been other news sources online that are speculating that Bob possibly won't be doing any live commentary and stuff this incoming year. Uh, but, yeah, that's unconfirmed, if I'm honest. Uh, so, yeah, it's great to see Bob behind the clipboard again at the Worlds. So it'd be great. Yeah, and if anything, these guys are not the only international judges that have been listed for uh, the upcoming Worlds. Of course, we have Nat Russell and Sam Young from Australia, Duncan Miller from the US, of course, uh, and many others as well. Uh, so, yeah. Quite an interesting list of judges. Um, So I would urge you, if you are going to be competing at any of these major championships coming up, then go and check out your respective grades and also who's been listed, who'll be standing there watching you with a clipboard. Yeah, it's time for the old nerves to start kicking in, eh? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, a lot of people were asking, have the judges been announced yet? Yes, they have. The judges are all listed now up on the RSPBA site. You can go and have a look at them now. And, uh, yeah, I do know people actually who tailor their performance depending on who's going to be judging them. And we've talked about that on previous podcasts, you know. Uh, Depending on judges' feedback over the season and previous seasons, Bands get to know what certain judges like to hear, and they do tailor their performances accordingly. Uh, So this is very useful information, you know. So, yeah, go along, RSPBI website, 
the full judging list is up there now. And yes, I know I've stressed it again, but please keep an eye on your deadline dates for getting your entry forms in. If you are wanting to compete at some of these major championships coming up, then please make sure you get your paperwork in on time. Can't stress that enough. Cannot stress that enough. Alrighty, moving on to another little news story. I have to give a shout this week to Kyle Warren. Yes, of course, the author of Eat, Sleep, Pipe, Repeat. Uh, we had Kyle on a previous Big Rab Show pod. Well, he has mentioned this past week that he is launching a crowdfunder for an upcoming album. Now, I do remember before Christmas... He was uploading little teasers and stuff of him behind the scenes where he was working on this new album and trying out new ideas. Well, now it's confirmed. He's recording an album, but he's asking supporters of his music out there to help him fund it with a crowdfunder. Now, at the time of recording this, he's well over a thousand pounds raised already, uh, but yeah, there's still days to go. So if you do want to help support Kyle in his brand new album, then you can. Go along and check it out on social media, of course. We have shared it out there on the Big Rab Show Facebook page a number of times where you can go and donate various amounts of money for different little perks and stuff. You know, you get signed copies, pre-release copies of the album. You even get your name mentioned on the show notes and stuff like that as a supporter. So yeah, a lot of real cool things and little perks that you can get. You know, for helping support as part of the crowdfunder. So there you are. I would urge you, if you can, go along and drop him a wee quid and help this album get made. So shout out to Kyle Warren. Definitely excited to hear this new album. Uh, really looking forward to that. So yeah, go and check that out. All the links, of course, are up there in the Rab Show Facebook page for Kyle Warren's upcoming uh, album launch and all the rest. Yeah, bit of crowdfunding. Not bad. Okay, another little news story then, which I was really excited to read about whenever I first seen it, is the Australian Championships are back. They're back! Woo! Now, we've been waiting on this announcement now for a wee while, and uh, here it is, finally. The 61st Australian Championships will be taking place this year in the first weekend in October. And man, we cannot wait. So the Australian Championships will be held in what's affectionately called Rat Park, or better known as Pitwater Rugby Park, just about talk, uh, which is the home to the Warringah Rats since 1977. There you are. And from my Google map and everything, I think it's just a little bit north of Sydney. And I could be completely wrong. Uh, well, hi, this could be stuff that Rob got wrong. But looking at the website for the Australian Championships, we can see that there is plans for an online live stream from the Championships. So those of us around the globe who can't make it, yes, the Championships will be live streamed. And that is such good news to see. So, yeah, I would urge you, go along to the Championships website and uh, all of your information's up there about how to get your entries in and everything. And then, of course, for us internationally, how we can tune in and catch all the action from the Australian Championships. This is so exciting because uh, I have been waiting for this competition for a while now. And it's just so, so good to see this announcement and to see bands gearing up and getting ready for this. The Australian Nationals is always a thumping good competition and draws in bands from quite a wide you know geographical you know reach i suppose uh, so yeah really looking forward to this and uh it's one event that i've you know it's on my bucket list i've always wanted to get to the australian nationals but i know rightly that i never will because it's so far away you know <laughs> but uh hey you know Maybe someday when I hang up my podcasting hat and maybe jump in an airplane and head to Australia to catch the Nationals, it'll be all sorts of incredible. Uh, because I just want to see 
how it's done down under. You know, with the street march competition and everything, drum majoring, all of that. It's just so fascinating. So, yeah, full information is up there now on pipebandsaustralia.com, on their website, all about the national championships. Really, really looking forward to that. So, such an exciting announcement there. So, there you are. Shout out to all you good folks down under. Cannot wait for this event coming up in the first weekend of October. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be so good. Alrighty. Speaking of good, well, we've had another great announcement coming out from the National Piping Centre about the Piping Live Festival. This year, they're going to be launching something really quite special. And if anything, I think this is a return of this. It's kind of a, it's an international competition, which gives brand new UK-based acts a chance to compete for a slot at the festival Uh, to play at the popular street cafe stage, you know, as part of the festival club. So to enter the Pipe and Life Festival are asking bands or acts to supply a link of a track, either on SoundCloud or Spotify or wherever, and also to provide a link of of the band performing live. So even if this live recording was used just playing at home in your front room. The competition is free to enter and the prize, it'll lead to a paid performance at the Pipe and Live Festival. So why not? All you have to do is send them a couple of links and next thing you know, you could be playing at Pipe and Live. Now, the, the panel of judges is, of course, festival director, Finlay MacDonald. You have Ross Ainsley there as well as uh, John Mulhern. And they will be looking for a high level of musicianship as well as originality and creativity. Now, like I said, all you have to do is send them a couple of links, one to your band's Spotify or SoundCloud, whatever, and then a link to your video of, you know, like a little performance clip or something, and then send it to marketing at thepipingcenter.co.uk. Full information, of course, on this competition is up there now on the Pipe and Live uh, social media, so you can go and check all the links there. Uh, But... Yeah, such a good opportunity for a new upcoming artist here in the UK to possibly play at one of the biggest festivals in the piping calendar. Yeah, so, you know, this was a thing that used to happen at Piping Live, and I think one of the acts that used to get their, well, I think they did get their start at Piping Live, uh, was Rora. Yeah, and we've had them on the pod, and I'm constantly playing them on our Fuse FM radio show. So that was over like 10 years ago now, I suppose. Uh, So, yeah, if you want to be possibly the next Rora, then why not? You know, send a couple of links off in an email, and you two could be playing at the biggest piping festival on the calendar. So Piping Live is due to return this year, uh, running from the 6th through to the 14th of August, of course. That's our Christmas week, and... um, Apparently, a full program of, you know, everything that's happening at Pipe and Live this year will be announced in mid-May. And we're looking forward to that update, indeed. Now, as part of the you know, the launching of the competition, Finlay MacDonald, of course, himself said, providing there was going to provide a platform for emerging talent that has been, it's pretty much an integral part of the Pipe and Live Festival. And being able to provide this competition coming up, such an awesome opportunity for any upcoming act. So there you are. Take full advantage of that and go and check out further information, of course, on the Pipe and Live website or indeed on their social media, on their Facebook page and Twitter and whatnot. All details are up there now, so go and check that out. What an incredible opportunity. There you are. 
All right. I wanted to give a brief mention this week that, uh, yeah, this past week on March 31st there, just before it, uh, the World Online Piping and Drumming Championships Spring Edition announced all of their associated winners. So well done to everyone who picked up a prize at this competition. There's way too many of you to mention. Uh, but just to let you know that the announcements of all the winners, uh, of all the silverware, was up there now. So you can go and have a read at that. I have to give special mention, actually, to Tully Lagan Pipe Band, who had quite a bit of success at this event. Um, quite a number of uh, prizes come in their direction to the folks there at Tully Lagan Pipe Band. So congratulations to everyone there at the Mighty Lagan. Oh, if I'm mentioning Tully Lagan, I have to go, you! Yeah, that's compulsory. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, shout out to you folks there at Tully Lagan. Uh, yeah, doing quite well at the World Online Piping and Drumming uh, Championship Spring Edition there. Well done, everyone. Okay, on to another little news story then. Speaking of competitions and results and everything, yeah, I can't go any further without mentioning the Dunedin Games that happened over this past weekend. The Dunedin Highland Games was at Highlander Park, and uh, you talk about brutal conditions. Yeah, I was getting messages from folks on the ground who were saying, Rab, you thought Stone Mountain was bad in 2019. Mate, you haven't seen anything. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, I did see video footage of some of the bands trying to perform in what, honestly, to best describe it, is monsoon conditions. I have never seen rain like it. Apparently, there was even lightning and stuff that ended up that the competition had to be finished off indoors uh, with the president, Eric McNeil, actually standing on a folding chair, giving out the results at the end of the comp. <laughs> so, hi, absolutely brutal conditions. But I guess that's, you know, that's Florida. You know, sometimes you get those tropical conditions. Uh, but yes, to run through who won what, I suppose, starting off in grade five, we have North Texas, who lifted grade five there in first place. Go on, North Texas! Yeah, I have to give them a shout, don't I? Yeah, and in grade four then, the city of Dunedin managed to lift the top spot there in grade four. Go on, Dunedin! Yeah! Am I just going to give a shout to everyone? Yeah, why not? All right, and then in grade three, we had St. Thomas Episcopal School. Go on, St. Thomas! Yes! Picking up the top spot in grade three. Then in grade two, there was only one grade two band there on the day, which was the Ulster Scottish Pipe Band. So great performance, by the way. And yeah, shout out to our grade one winner as well, which of course was the city of Dunedin. Uh, They were the only band in grade one that day. So well done. I think by all accounts, the event was pretty awesome. And a lot of people seem to have a great time. Uh, Spectators and bandsmen and women alike. It was quite an awesome event. Uh, but the conditions kind of let it down, unfortunately. But you can't plan for weather like that. Oof, absolutely brutal. Uh, so, but, hi, well done to all of the organisers, judges, uh, stewards, and, of course, all the bands and musicians who were involved in that competition. Uh, and shout-out to all the soloists as well, by the way. I had to give you guys a mention, too. Um, but, yeah, for all the full listings of who won what and everything, uh, that has been listed, of course, on PipesDrums.com. You can go and check that out. Or, of course, you can check all of the official sources uh, and get the list of who won what and what grade. Uh, but, yes, well done to everyone there at the Dunedin Highland Games. I think it was a roaring success. So, well done, everyone. Okay, well, of course, in competition news, this past weekend in Livingston in Scotland, we had a world solo drumming qualifying event. 
Yeah, as well as a band competition, as well as a load of other solos events that were happening. But yeah, the piping world was very focused on what was happening with that pre-Worlds solo qualification spot there. So yeah, four people from this were pre-qualified and the winner was Blair Brown. So well done to Blair, picking up the top spot there in Livingston. Second was Jake Jorgensen, third was Andrew Lawson and fourth was Cameron Lawson. So those four folks then are all pre-qualified as far as I'm aware. Yeah for the upcoming world solos in October. So well done, everyone. Now, I'm not going to read the hashtag list because, seriously, it would take me forever. Uh, But suffice to say, everyone who competed at it, the standard seemed to be very, very high indeed. So well done to everyone who was competing there in Livingston in the solo events. And uh, yeah, if you do want to read the full listings, of course, of who won what, they are available on uh, on the social media accounts, of course, and online on the RSPBA site as well. So rather than me read a hashtag list for you, you can go and read that at your own leisure. For And congratulations to all of our incredible soloists and musicians who were part of that. The event, again, similar to what happened in Dunedin. It was a roaring success, guys. So well done to everyone. That was fantastic. All right, I have to give a mention this week to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, who have put out an announcement saying that applications are now open for the 2022 intake. So if you do want to be part of the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland, now's your chance. Go to nypbs.co.uk forward slash applications. And all details are up there now uh, where you can yeah check out what your playing requirements are, All of that stuff. So if you do want to be a part of the National Youth Pipe Band, now's your chance. So, intake is now open for 2022, and there's never been a better time to lift the sticks or chanter with the folks there at the National Youth Pipe Band. Yeah. Ourselves in the Rapture, we're honestly huge fans of the National Youth Pipe Band, and they do get to play in some of the biggest stages that the piping world has to offer. So, yeah, if you do want to take that opportunity, then head along now to their website and check out their application process. Indeed. Alrighty, moving on to another competition then. I have to give a mention to the Brisbane Boys College Band Contest, which was held in uh, Queensland there on the 2nd of April. And yeah, again, I could read you a hashtag list of who won what, but yes, well done to everyone there who was at the Brisbane Boys College Band Competition. Um, I think running down from Grade 2, first was Emmanuel College Highlanders, who picked up Grade 2. And Grade 3, then Brisbane Boys College number 1 lifted Grade 3. And Grade 4A was Brisbane Boys College Old Collegians. There you are. And 4B was Brisbane Boys College number 2. There you are. As well as Novice A and Novice B, both of those went to Brisbane Boys College number 1 and number 2, respectively. There you are. So, yeah, if you do want to find out about where other bands placed, of course, you can go and check that out on Pipe Bands Queensland on their social media. The full listings of who won what is there. And again, I have to say the event itself was incredibly well attended and well run as well. I'm hearing reports about the organisation of it was incredible. So well done to everyone involved there. I think that was fantastic showing. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Brisbane Boys College and their, yeah, their events. Now, as far as I'm aware, there was little bits of live streaming here and there, and we have tried to share those out where we could so you can go and check those out on the big rap show uh, facebook page now and go enjoy those performances indeed so unfortunately our next news story is a little bit of a somber note ourselves and the rap show team were notified this past week of the very sad passing of pipe major joe mcadam joe was 99 years young and was responsible for teaching many pipers throughout county down here in northern ireland 
He was a successful pipe major in his own right through grades 2 and grade 3 and all over his career he was responsible in putting many great bagpipers on the road to success. He was involved with the, uh, the Ball and the Hinch Pipe Band along with many others and from all of us here in the Big Rab Show team, although he was in his later years, we are, will still mourn his passing. So from all of us in the Rab Show team, we want to send our sincerest condolences to all of Joe's family, friends and everyone listening to the podcast right now who would have known Joe quite well. And uh, yeah, he was a gentleman and had always had time to talk to everyone here in the piping scene and he will be sorely missed. So yeah, unfortunately, such sad news this week of the passing of pipe major Joe McGarham. Well, from that, we are seeing music returning to Northern Ireland even more so. We're talking about competitions and stuff opening their gates this incoming season, but we're now starting to see trad and folk and Celtic bands returning to stage as well. And I did mention it on a previous podcast a couple of weeks ago that the dual bagpiping powerhouse that is Brayback are coming to Northern Ireland. Starting tomorrow night, of course, in Armagh from the 7th of April in the Marketplace Theatre, Brayback will be on stage. On the 8th of April, they're in Straban, yeah, in the Alley Theatre. On the 9th of April, they're in Mahara at the Ancor Arts Centre. And then on the 10th of April, they're in Belfast in the Duncairn Arts Centre. So, yeah, doing a little bit of a mini Northern Ireland tour. So if you are a fan of Brayback at all, or even just of bagpiping, then you will want to check out Brayback in action we have checked out the guys of course many times here in the show and uh, i think it was one of our first ever shows on fuse where we had an interview with brayback uh, so that tells you how long ago it was since they were last here so take the opportunity go and see such an awesome band live brayback are here for four dates in northern ireland and i for sure will be doing my best to try and get to each one of these uh, so yeah expect an interview with brayback in the near future here on the pod or maybe exclusively to patreon subs Hmm. But yeah, shout out to Brayback and your upcoming Northern Ireland tour. Very much looking forward to that. That's dead exciting there. Yeah, for sure. Well, seeing how we're on the topic of gig announcements and everything, I have to give a mention to Heron Valley this week, who announced their Glasgow Stereo Show. Yeah, this is all sorts of exciting, uh, because whenever you look at the details of who their support act is, Aaron Ray... Yeah, who won the title of Young Scots Traditional Musician of the Year this year, and she's their support act. There you are. So, yeah, shout out to Heron Valley. This gig's going to be happening on the 8th of May uh, in Glasgow Stereo, so shout out to Heron Valley. Really looking forward to that. It's great to see you back on stage, folks. Now, it's not the only announcement, of course, for gigs in that coming up. We also have the Hooli in the Hydro. Yeah, the world's biggest Cayley, apparently. This is scheduled to take place on the 17th of December in the Glasgow Hydro. And now, when you look at the lineup for this, this is going to be one heck of a gig. <laughs> you have Trail West, Scary Vore, you have Sharon Shannon Band as well, you have Manran and Dougie McLean. Oh, now, what a gig. Now, so, yeah, if you do want tickets for that, go to the sec.co.uk, uh, the world's biggest hooli, the hooli in the hydro. Man, that's going to be so much fun. Uh, what a lineup, too. Wow. So, yeah, if you do want to head to that, then grab tickets and avoid disappointment, and definitely consider picking yourself up a set of dancing shoes, because uh, you're not want to go to that unprepared. The Hooli and the Hydro, that's looking like one heck of a gig for sure. So if you are a fan of Kaylee music at all, then you head along to that for sure. Yeah, you'll not be disappointed, indeed. 
Alrighty. Well, folks, that all being said, that's it for the news and updates this week. And I am sure there is a wealth of information that we have yet to cover. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people are disappointed that we haven't covered it. Uh, one last story that I do want to squeeze in, though, before we do have to go is, well, Tolly Lagan Pipe Band. Yeah, they're running a fundraising fishing competition. Now, that's something new. I haven't seen a pipe band doing that before. Uh, but, hey, interesting concept. Uh, so you can join the folks there at Tully Lagan and all the supporters and raising some funds for the band on Monday the 2nd of May. Uh, that's in Turnerface Road at Turnerface Fishery. Uh, well, yeah, you can turn up, do a spot of fishing. Uh, you'll have food and drinks served and a wee raffle as well. So that's from 9 o'clock in the morning until 3 in the afternoon. So, yeah, if you fancy a spot of fishing and... Uh, yeah, it's competitive as well. So, yeah, why not? That'll be a bit of fun. <laughs> I've never went fishing in my life, but it sounds good. Sounds like fun. Uh, well, yeah, there you go. Shout out to Tully Lagan, doing a spot of fundraising there. Awesome stuff. All right, and another little bit of an announcement just before I get on with yeah with this week's topic of the week. I have to give a mention this week to a competition that I wasn't initially aware of uh, until recently, whenever I first heard about it. Uh, the Monterey Scottish Games and Celtic Festival. I think I've probably pronounced that wrong. But yeah, it will be happening, of course. July 16th and 17th this year. I'm really looking forward to this, actually. Uh, So, yeah, this is attracting all sorts of bands and solo artists to their kitchen piping competition and would love to learn more about this competition running forward. And, yeah, just wanted to kind of draw your attention to that. The Monterey Scottish Games and Celtic Festival is coming up July 16th and 17th, and you can go along to their website now and check out all their information, uh, MontereyCelticFest.com, where they have all their information about the bands that are attending, and the kitchen piping competition looks like a lot of fun too. Uh, So, uh, yeah, just wanted to give it a brief mention, uh, because um, kitchen piping in particular really did draw my attention, uh, because... Yeah, well, I'll tell you who's playing at it. Yeah, we have Xavier Bordeaux. We have Ross Miller in there. Ooh, some big names. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So shout out to the Monterey Celtic Fest. Looking forward to that, actually. So, yeah, hopefully we'll hear more about that in the near future. Uh, but just wanted to give it a brief mention on the show this week. Uh, that Yeah, that we're curious. This is quite a, a cool-looking event. I'm looking forward to that coming up in July. Indeed. Alrighty. Well, that all being said, that's it for the news and updates. I'm sure you are all scunnered by now and probably switched off your podcast player. But please don't, because we're about to get into this week's topic of the week. We've got quite an interesting interview for you this week with a bit of a YouTube sensation. And um, yeah, let's get that. It's time for a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing.
McClellan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes, quality, pride and passion, made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah, yes. Time for Topic of the Week here on the Big Rab Show podcast. And I have to say, that cup of tea went down a treat by... Oh, class. Yes, this week, you may have guessed by the title of this week's episode, we're going to be chatting to Russell from RD Pro Sticks. Now, for those of you who have been following Russell, of course, on YouTube, he's got quite an interesting channel uh, with a lot of great content in there for tenor drummers and bass drummers alike. And um, if you haven't a clue of what I'm talking about or who I'm talking about, well, you're about to find out. So... Let's welcome Russell to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, Russell from RD Pro Sticks. How are you, Russell? You well? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Good, Not good too to bad. be on. Yeah, if anything, it's good to have you on the show, man, because that seems to be, I've been following your YouTube channel now forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> ah, no problem. So, well, yeah. for folks who don't know who you are or what you're doing, can you first of all give us a bit of an introduction then? Uh, you're a bass player, is what I know you as. Yes, um, that's so right. Tell yeah. us a bit about your background then. How did you get started? So, I started um, actually in England. I was born and raised in, there, uh, in England, um, a town called Woking in Surrey. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were part of a just a, a, a Scottish street band. They never you know, competed or anything like that, but they mm. have played at the Queen's Jubilee and things like that over the years. Mm. Um, it was uh, the band is still, still going today. It's called the Oatlands Park Pipe Band. Um, mm. My dad played bass drum. My brother played the snare. And at one point, my mom played the pipe. So it's very much a, a family involved environment, which you know we all know the pipe band is. Yeah, um, yeah. And I actually started learning on the tenor drum. That's where I learned to flourish. Um, and I was like, 14 at the time so yeah a wee lad there you go and then from the uk then over to the states to where you are now so whereabouts in the united states are you at the moment i'm living in south carolina lexington south carolina Uh, i've been over here for you know a bit more than 20 years now um you know the the short story is i met my wife online it was not a dating app it was just aol because you know it was dial up at the time you didn't have dating apps (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i came over here to be with her basically oh there you go that's a a cool story man cool story (laughs) absolutely yeah so you took your piping and drumming heritage i suppose from the uk to where you are now and who are you playing with um at the moment so right now I'm actually playing with uh, a good friend of ours, JD Ingram, uh, with the Charleston Police, uh, well, the Charleston Pipe Band, not the Police yeah. Pipe Band anymore, but 
Charleston uh, pipe band. They great, go. great little group. Our voice of weekly drone, the almighty <laughs> JD. Is it, is, it, is it ever weird talking to him now? And you think, you sound just like weekly drone. Did, did you ever do that? <laughs> yeah, um, I've known JD for years. So he, he's, you know, he and I have been good, good friends. We've met at workshops. We've played together over the years. We've you know, hung out at several Highland games. I mean, I, I remember him as a kid, so... Nah, he's a legend. He's a legend in his own right, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So obviously you have quite a bit of experience in competing and all the rest, but you also provide uh, some tuition and stuff in recent years as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do uh, online workshops. Um, I give Skype lessons to those, or Zoom or WebEx or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Any any of those you know, applications I'll, I'll give online lessons to. Um, I'll, I'll do workshops. Uh, I was recently hoping to teach at a workshop here in, in North Carolina run by my good friend, Dermot, but uh, unfortunately COVID canceled that again. So, oh. but that, that should be on next year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Nice. I t- that's kind of been the story of our pipe and scene oh, over this last man. few years, hasn't Absolutely. it? Russell, it's been mad. Yeah. 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 It has been crazy rap, honestly. Um, just seeing so many things canceled, you know, bands separating people giving up playing it's been just heartbreaking and i'm glad to see everybody's finally getting back to it indeed and if anything that's something i kind of want to throw myself neatly into this next little segment now i want to talk about your youtube channel okay okay great so for anyone out there who hasn't checked out your youtube channel uh for those watching the video at home we're actually looking at the website right now rdprosticks.com tell us about this russell how did this all start so initially it started off with just my YouTube channel. Um, back in 2020, I was looking on, on YouTube and I was like, well, how can people practice? How can, you know, we, you know, continue our art form and improve? went to YouTube to see if I could find some videos for me to practice to. Mm-hmm. And there's really nothing. I, no offense to those that have put stuff out in the past because, you know, they are vital for beginners and, you know, I, I support them wholeheartedly. Yeah. But there's not a lot out there for you for bass drummers. There's some stuff out for there for tenor drummers, but not a lot for bass drummers. So I was like, all right, Damn. somebody's got to do it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it was in what, April 2020, I think. I put out my first couple of videos talking about bass drumming and, ooh, they were rough. They were rough. So that was just around the start of lockdown and everything yes. as well. You know, when yep. people are starting to get shut in their homes. So, yeah. Did you find, how did you find the reaction to folks online? You know, those discovering your content and that, did they enjoy it or were they critical um, of it? So very, very mixed reactions. Uh, the, there's some folks out there that, you know, some good friends of mine and, and they, they loved it. They loved the fact that I was, you know, I was trying to do something. But then also there are folks, and, and I think it's true for, you know, anybody that's in YouTube or in the limelight talking about stuff, there is some critical reaction to it. You do get the pushback. Some people saying, you know, you don't know what you're talking about or, you know, where's your credentials? Prove to me you know what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that it's a lovely, lovely thing being online, isn't it? Sometimes, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We have done an episode of Hitter Meal that we've got here on the Big Rab Show podcast. And yeah, there might be one in the near future. Let's just say that. But um <laughs> yeah, we're not all immune to it, I'm sure. Um right. but honestly, Russell, one of the things is uh now that we are starting to branch back out again, your channel has really come to life because you've been at competitions and such in recent videos. And it's yeah. been brilliant to see, you know. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, that's how have you found that? You know, getting back at playing again. Honestly, it's been amazing. Um 
and it also highlights how out of shape I am right now. I'm, I'm, I'm very much matching my bass drum. So, you know, it, it's nice <laughs> to get back out there, but at the same time, you throw that bass drum on for a while, like, whoo. Yeah, it, it is a physical thing. Is it? it does you have to be match fit, don't you? Really? You do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you gotta you gotta drink the beers and everything, but at the same time, you gotta work out to uh, mm. support that bass drum. That's it, indeed, um, man. But being so, on the field is great. I'm I'm glad to be back out there. Glad to see friends and family I haven't seen in two years. So, oh, that's I'm, I'm it. really excited. I can't wait. You know, when the season kicks off here in the UK in May, I'll just be like a big kid in a sweet shop. You know, I can't <laughs> right. wait. Absolutely can't wait. Absolutely. So, can I ask you, Russell, you've made some quite interesting videos about soloing and bass drumming. Yeah. Now, it's something we, we've kind of dipped our toes into here in the UK. We've seen it every now and again, mm-hmm. but it's more for tenor drummers. We haven't seen it much in bass drumming. Um, yeah. Is there much of a solo bass drumming scene in the US? So... It, it, it comes at ebbs and flows. Um, there have been some years I've competed for years here in, in the US PBA. And, mm. you know, it, like I said, it ebbs and flows. There are, there are some competitions you'll get four or five bass drummers at, and you know, the competition is strong and other times you're the only bass drummer. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. so it's very much <laughs> a, a mixed atmosphere. I mean, granted there can be other bass drummers from, for mass bands and for band competition, but you're the only bass drummer in solos. And just like piping solos, just like snare drumming solos and tenor drumming solos, it's great for a bass drummer too, because we're the heart of the band. We have to do, you know, so much. We have to make sure our timing's right. We have to make sure the breaks are right. Make Mm. sure that, you know, we are uh, accentuating that hard, soft, medium, soft uh, pulse for stress Mm -hmm. bays and things. And and so it's important for us to get that uh, detailed feedback from the judges. Absolutely. And we've said it here on the show before, um, you know, the bass drummer of your band is absolutely vital, you know, and but I think it, honestly, it goes as an unsung hero, I suppose, of the band, because I've been in some bands with some bad bass drummers. All right. <laughs> now, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus here, but, you know, when you have a bad bass drummer, because oh, yeah. everything feels wrong, you know, mm-hmm. It just the pipes don't gel with the, the snare line everything's just off and nobody knows what's wrong you know that's yeah. one of those things so for anyone out there who's considering possibly doing solos from bass drumming and all the rest you know folks in the uk aren't that experienced with it what would be any you know tips or point of references for them uh, just you know like anything you get your feet wet just do it go out mm. and have fun number one uh the way the solos are structured you can start off right there at a comfortable level, just playing a, you know, a single march um, like in the US PBA right now. They've mm. just regraded, so they now have 4-3-2-1 in the grade system yes. instead of yeah. uh, novice, amateur, and professional. So it's, it's nice and granular. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can start out just playing to a recording, um, you know, just a straight march, get your feet wet, and, and enjoy it. Show that, you know, <clears throat> not only you know what a 2-4 and a 4-4 is, but that mm-hmm. you you enjoy it and you can express the music. I see. Yeah, that's good really advice. not a lot to it. Just yeah. find yourself a good piper and snare drummer. That's and that's sometimes a battle in itself too. <laughs> yes. So it is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask. I've spoken to many bass drummers over the years, and a lot of them have various different opinions about the role that the bass drummer has. A lot of people say, you know, in lower grades, when you're looking at grade five, four, three, you're more a metronome. 
mm-hmm. and you keep time. Everything else above that, you're starting to create your own voice. But what we've seen over the years, especially, I think, uh, you know, as bass drummers in all levels creating their own voice. Is that something that you find yourself in the experience? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, and you see those people that even in the, the, the lower grades, the grade five and grade four, when they start to actually play the music mm. rather than just keeping a straight beat, you know, being a metronome, yeah, the, the whole band enjoys it more. You know, uh, yeah. quite often in my early days, you know, I would, I would get told, oh, you're getting into the groove of the music. You know, you're, you're enjoying it. And we start to enjoy it more too. Yeah. And then, you know, further down the line, now I'm told, oh, we know when Russell's dancing, the whole band's got it and we're all together. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I have to ask you about that. You know, because I have seen some videos of your performances and man, you just have the head in the clouds and you're loving it. You're having the best time. Is that something I, I'm sure it's not deliberate. I'm sure it's just something that happens during performance yeah. for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll get lost in the music and it's, it's usually something I've played over and over and over and I just love the piece of music. And, and like you said, I'll get lost in it. I'll just be thinking about, okay, yeah, this is it. I'm, I'm in the groove. I'm just dancing. And yeah. I really, I really love being in the middle. I really love playing with the group of guys and, and you know, we're a whole family and we're making this beautiful music and you know, the crowd's going to love it. And, and then when they do, oh man, that gives me chills. You're giving me the goosebumps thinking about it, you know? I'll be back in the circle now too, yeah. Come on, yes! (laughs) So, Russell, I need to ask you then about the sticks themselves, because not only are you doing, like, tuition, your YouTube channel and all the rest, but you're also producing your own line of mallets and sticks and everything. Tell us about these. How did you first start making your own sticks? So I have to give all the credit to the late, great Bob Mead. Um, Mm. He was teaching at um, the NAAPD workshop uh, mm-hmm. that happens every June and July. He actually did a uh, mallet making class uh, for oh, wow. you know, a, several of us. And, you know, at the time he was like, you know, he kind of jokingly said, oh, I'm getting too old to continue making these sticks, but I want somebody to pick this up and, and carry on making them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, not only did he teach, I think it was like eight of us in the class at the time, how to make tenor and bass mallets. Um, and he shared how to cut the foams, what type of furs he uses and, yeah. and, and all that. But then later on, you know, I started, you know, um, experimenting with different woods and things. Bob would actually make 10 sets of mallet uh, handles at a time and send those to me so I could design my own furs and everything yeah Um, and it it really was all down to him he shared everything with me all the measurements all his secrets and you know i am so thankful that he did because i'm not only able to make and carry on the best line of mallets that i've ever used love you Mm. bob thank you um but i'm able to experiment with that knowledge and create my own flourishing mallets and create my own version of the tenor mallets Ah, fantastic. Yeah. And they they do look, you know, incredibly interesting, if you don't mind me saying, because they don't look like other base mallets. You know, I have seen some base mallets, you know, and the handles on yours are really quite unique. Is that something that you kind of, you've developed over time? It has. um, It's all made out of wood. um, And I find that wood uh, patinas individually to everybody's hands everybody's yeah. hands are very different in oils and dirts and things like that mm-hmm. and it's it's almost like they become a part of your hand because they, they take on their own sheen and, and patina yes. and wear from your own hands 
I see, I see. Well, you did mention flourishing a couple of times. I think, yeah, this is something that you've kind of become famous for as uh, being a flourishing bass drummer. I have only seen it done maybe once or twice in my life. Uh, but is this something that you have done from the beginning? Um, so I, I have toyed with it. I'm not going to say I've always done it. Um, <laughs> I think I started flourishing on bass in the early 2000s um, because I had heard of previous bass drummers doing it and it was no longer done i was like well we're gonna change that we're gonna bring it back (laughs) um and i saw a video of ty fry doing it back in the early 90s Mm -hmm. i I saw um i think big johnny rao used to do it but he did a slightly different twist with his hands or something i was like Mm -hmm. you know what it's time to bring the flourishing back on the bass drum um and but we still need that great sound that the the toilet roll mallets do today right so <laughs> between bob and i we talked about a, a flourishing bass mallet and he had something already out there um and we we toyed around with the different foams and he brought out his own line and then showed me how to make them and mm. you know I, I i bought them i bought the the first set of you know um it was a delrin rod that he used um oh wow and i I, yeah. I bought that set and i started flourishing with them as soon as i got them i was like yeah this is going to happen i'm and sure I, like it's bound it to since. be it's bound to be really challenging though you know with carrying a bass drum and then having to kind of get above it do you know what i mean and the um, stick the sticks too with the weight and everything it's bound yeah, to be its own skill yeah, set the, the the sticks the sticks are very light um mm. so they're, they're they're not much heavier than a regular tenor mallet no, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I could be saying that just because I'm used to the weight. I've been doing it for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but really, you know, obviously you're not doing pinwheels or, you know, um, no. hello goodbyes or mummy daddies, any of that. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you, you're, you're too high on these massive bass drums, but yeah. you know, just, just simple spins, you know, forward spins, back spins. Um, you can do doubles, you know, a, a, a wide push out maybe here and there. Just, yeah. just something to get the sticks in the air, and it's really not that hard. It's a little, little good, um, bit of a workout on the yeah. shoulders. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> your body gets used to it the more you do it. There you go. Well, if anything, I now know for a fact people are going to start throwing it into YouTube, trying to find performances of you flourishing, yes. Russell. Yes, so do it. Go do it now. Honestly, it, it's a it's a treat for sure. So, mm-hmm. by way of a shameless plug, then, do you want to direct people then to your website and everything where they can find out more information? Absolutely, yes. Go visit me at www.rdprostix.com. Um, there's links there to my YouTube channel, my Facebook page, my Instagram channel, and my Etsy merch page. You can uh, contact me directly, ask about my mallets. You can uh, ask me why, you know, I'm balding, why I'm thinning hair, you know, why I grow my goatee, anything. You can reach out to me personally, talk to me. I would love to hear from anybody that wants to, you know, fill out that form. Perfect. I have to say, I did check out your Etsy page earlier on and the merch on there is class. Yeah. <laughs> so so go and check that out, folks, and pick yourself up some sweet, sweet RD Pro Sticks merch. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rab. Yeah, there, there's some stuff on there that you know people ask me about. Oh, why do you put that on there? But then there's also stuff that you know I've really thought about it. There's some stuff like the, the water bottle is insulated. So when you're on the field, it's great to have always cold bottle of water. There you go. Um there's towels yeah. on there for the I always try and think about what you could use on game day. So there's a lot of stuff mm. on there for game day. 
Definitely. Oh, there you go. So, Russell, I have to say thank you for taking time to chat to us on the podcast this week, mate. It is uh, honestly good to catch up with you, man. Uh, but I have to ask, what does the future hold for you then? Um, obviously, further YouTube videos, I'm guessing. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing the YouTube channel. Um, I will put out videos as often as I am able to. Um, you know, my, my primary work certainly does steal me away quite a bit. But, uh, you know, I hope to do YouTube for a long time, um, more uh, five minute lessons, more workshops, um, playing with the Charleston Pipe Band for at least another year. Um, nice. I have other bands that are reaching out to me and saying, hey, we need you on bass or tenor. So, you know, you might see me around at different bands, different events all over the country, all over the world. Indeed. Yeah. And who knows? You might actually make it over to the world or something. So, you know, yeah, that, that would yeah. be awesome. I do want to come back home. I do want to you know visit the UK. And yes, the world's in August. I do want to do RD Pro 6 live from there at some point. Oh, mate, wouldn't that be brilliant? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, well, if that happens, please let us know. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Right. There. Yeah, no Front row, for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, Russell, thanks so much, mate. Again, do you want to just remind folks about the website and that before we say Cheerios? Absolutely, yeah. RDProsticks.com. There you are. Um, it is spelt special, R-D-P-R-O-S-T-I-K-Z. Or Z ah. in the UK. There you go. Com. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Russell, thanks so much, man. And I'll hopefully get catching up with you again. Cheers. Rab, cheers, mate. I appreciate it. Ah, fantastic stuff. Thank you so much to Russell there for taking time to chat with me. And uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out his website, his YouTube channel, anything like that at all, then please do. Honestly, you're doing yourself a disservice. Such great content, very entertaining as well. And uh, yeah, let's just say his editing chops and all of that definitely leave us in the dust here at the Rab Show. So yeah, (laughs) such great production values and such, definitely worth checking out. Uh, So shout out to Russell. Thank you so much, man, for talking, talking to us this week and for producing all the great content and yeah shout out to the charleston pipe band go on charleston we have to give them a mention this week don't we yeah and our own voice of weekly drone is their pm yeah so there you go Alrighty, well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast this week thank you all for downloading this week and each and every week and yeah normal service has been resumed and for those of you who didn't like last week's episode well we hope that this week's episode has redeemed itself and yeah we're back on track again yeah but for those of you who did enjoy last week's pod then yeah prepare yourselves this incoming season we do hope to bring even more uh, from upcoming events competitions and that alike we do hope to bring a microphone to them and do more on the ground reports because it'll be so good to see the bands back in action again on the grass and that's what it's all about so yeah hope you can join us for yeah some future podcasts we do hope to have more music in future you are Alrighty, that's it for another big rab show podcast i am out the door and yeah thanks for downloading and please tell your mates about our wee show and if you haven't already then please do consider subscribing so each and every week you'll get a little to let you know that Rab's uploaded another one. And as always, like every other pod out there, we do have a Patreon. Uh, there's so much stuff back there now, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, way too much for me to even talk about here in the pod. There's so much exclusive stuff, videos, audio, pff, just way too much. Just go and check it out and be part of our Patreon faithful by clicking on support. You're helping us to produce what we do here on the show, but you guys also get a load of extra piping content as a wee reward. There you are. So be part of the Patreon faithful. 
Alrighty, folks, I am out the door, and we will see you on Fuse FM next week, of course, and we'll be back again for another pod for even more piping and drumming shenanigans. Until then, we'll see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>